We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, into the 11 o'clock hour here on Cody and Gold. Alex Gold, Cody Tapp, Nick Schwartz with you. Reiner, today it's a Tuesday, so 1 o'clock hour. Nate Taylor from The Athletic going to join us in studio. Plenty to get into with him. Always really like his perspective, especially off of a game where, again, the Chiefs won, but there's there's a lot of uneasiness uh, coming out of that because of the defensive performance, because of the three picks that Patrick Mahomes uh, threw. So we'll get Nate's feelings on where things are at with that. And also just this AFC uh, playoff picture, which is getting very, very interesting in terms of the potential path for the Kansas City Chiefs. And as we were just discussing during Nick's notable notes, it's award season as well for the NFL. You're starting to see a little more consolidation of where the, the markets are for that. And as we pointed out, Patrick Mahomes is no longer the MVP favorite. Just three weeks ago, and this is what's, I guess, fun about the MVP market in terms of betting, is it does swing pretty crazy, you know, pretty widely throughout the season. And so Mahomes was minus 550 just, I don't know, three and a half weeks ago. Seemed like you're in a great spot if you're someone that has that 9-1 to or 10-1 to Mahomes MVP ticket. Uh, well, now you take a look at where it's at. Jalen Hurts is minus 180. Mahomes is plus 200. And then Joe Burrow's 10-1. to This is a two-horse race here uh, for, for MVP. I still think Patrick Mahomes can win it. I don't think he will, okay? He's not going to win it because, to me, there's too much now in Jalen Hurts' favor. I, I don't like it as someone that has a Patrick Mahomes MVP ticket. It's not impossible. There's a path. It requires Patrick Mahomes against bad teams here, unfortunately. Houston, the Broncos again, the Raiders the last week, Seattle as well, who, who continues to lose football games. He has to absolutely, Cody, light it up. He has to have a couple 300-plus yard performances with three, four touchdowns, maybe even have a ridiculous five touchdown game. I'm serious. I think that's what it requires now because Jalen Hurts is going to be the one seed for sure. Now in the, in the NFC, they might be only a one loss team, which is going to bode well for him. And he's got bigger matchups that are going to get the eyeballs of the voters. And we know so much of these awards are about narrative. And right now the narrative is that Jalen Hurts is having a ridiculous season and nobody's playing better. That's the narrative. At least we look at the, the finer details of the numbers and Patrick Mahomes is putting up ridiculous numbers. He's got a chance to get to 5,000 yards. He's got a chance to get to 40 touchdowns this year. He's doing it without Tyreek Hill. Those are all the reasons why we bet on him because we felt like that was on his side. Sure. He's still on pace to do all those things. I just think the narrative has gone away to where I don't think he's going to win it now. Um, but the path, the path exists with him throwing four plus touchdowns almost the rest of the way. If I think he's going to lose it, I think the Eagles would have to win out. And I think the Eagles will lose again, which means I still think Mahomes is going to win the MVP. I hope you're right. Like if I still think he's winning it because of who he plays, he's got Denver one more time, a team he just put the more best. than 30 on. That's the best defense remaining. He faces the 30th ranked defense and the 32nd ranked pass defense in Seattle. He faces the 26th ranked defense in Houston and the 24th ranked defense in Las Vegas. And all of these games matter. They're not going to get in a situation where they're not going to have to ride out this string. Guess what for Philly? Philly actually could get in a situation where the last couple of games don't. 
Gold. That is a key difference to me. For as much as we're talking about, and I think they could lose to Dallas in a couple of weeks anyway and all the things that come with it, because yeah. neither of these teams, I think Kansas City is winning out. I've made that very clear since the Cincinnati loss. I thought they were going to win all these games. I think there's a chance that the last couple of games won't matter for Philly very much. And I think that it's going to go down to the damn wire for Kansas City. They're going to have to play out the rest of their schedule for a chance at the number one seed. They just are. Yeah, Buffalo's think- not losing more than one. They're going to have to win out. And because they're facing some of the league's worst defenses, three of the next four games, and the other one, they move the ball on pretty well. I think Mahomes is winning the MVP still. Yeah, you're exactly right about the schedule. Like you can view, like that you you can say it's a positive because well he's got an opportunity, but that's the key. And that's why I said the path is still there. You're right about the defense he's going to face. They're setting up where he could have big game. But yes, I'm saying he has he has to light up the stat sheet in order for him to win it. It's not just like, oh, he's playing bad defenses, so he's going to, he's, he's set up, he, he's got to actually go in, he's got to actually go out and do that. I'm just telling you where the, where the odds mark is at. I, I have an MVP ticket for Patrick Holmes. I obviously want him to win it. I think he is, to me, the MVP in football this year. But have we all not seen what the narrative has been the last two weeks from the media, which, who does, which is who exactly, who votes on this thing? And that is all about, they're all behind Jalen Hurts right now. And it's coming off a three interception game from Patrick Mahomes. That was the worst thing that could have happened is Jalen Hurts lighting up the Giants on Sunday, which he did. And then Patrick Mahomes throwing three picks. Mahomes, if he throws for 5,000 yards, 40 touchdowns, gets the number one seed uh, without Tyreek Hill and the number one offense in football, I think he should win it. I'm just not so sure as you are that that actually is enough because unfortunately Jalen Hurts has put himself into where the media believes that he's having this great storybook season and he's the guy and he's fresh. He's new. Uh, we've had Mahomes win it before. If Patrick Mahomes had never won the MVP, this odds market isn't even showing him at plus 200. He would, he would still be the favorite, but he's won the award before. and They're going to use that against him. I hate it. The, that's the LeBron factor. They'll always look for a reason not to vote Mahomes for MVP because then otherwise you can be like, well, we can just give it to him every year, right? Easy enough, but he hasn't won to me. That hasn't fully kicked in yet because he hasn't won it like three times, right? I mean, it's not it's not there yet. Well, I this s- is the NFL. And most guys, the NBA, you can win it three or four times. Uh, the NFL, it's, they pretty much make it damn near impossible to win it three or four times. Sharon Rodgers, I guess. Right, that's that. Well, Rodgers only won, he won it back-to-back years, but there was, a, what, a 10-year? What was the gap there between the first one and the second one that he won? Oh, Rodgers. a while. Brady's got the most. He's got five. Sure. I think and he's the greatest got of all time, right? So, I mean, that's... But here's the thing. I think Mahomes is getting two or three of them over the course of his NFL career, which would put him right in the top two or three of all time for MVP winners because I think only a handful of guys have won two or three times even. Look, I, As you mentioned, this feels like, to me, he's going to set the – he might still – he's not on pace. It's right near it. He might still set the NFL passing yardage record, be on the best team in the AFC, do it without Tyreek Hill. I think they're going to – the reason why I think they're going to win is all the things that I think are going to happen. I think they're winning out. I told you, I think they're getting the one seed. I think Philadelphia might have less to play for and has the much more difficult schedule. And I still think the narrative in the end, when you have to sit down there and you have to vote, the he's doing it without Tyreek Hill narrative from a media perspective will still be very strong. Look, I'm with I I don't disagree. I don't. Jalen Hurts on the best roster in the NFL. I don't know if I have as much faith that uh, the 53 people that vote on this are going to, at the end of the season, uh, remember what they were all using against Patrick Mahomes the way you and I do before, which was, well, he has Tyreek Hill. I don't know if those media members are willing to actually recognize that, oh, yeah, that's right, he did this without Tyreek. I don't know if they're willing to weigh that as much as you and I are willing to weigh it. And I'm, I'm, I'm again, we're just like, separating the two. I'm not disagreeing with you that he should win it. I'm oh, just not that. as confident that, that he will. That he will. Jalen Hurts may not throw for 4,000 yards. To me, if you can't throw for 4,000 yards in today's NFL, you're not the damn MVP. He's got 3,100 yards. I think he'll probably end up getting just above 4,000. But if he doesn't, to You're your close. point about... Now, he'll I, end up with 5,000 total yards, sure. probably. Sure. Well, yeah. actually, he's not going to be 1,000. So where is he at on rushing right now? Where is he uh, he's like 730. Where is he at? I was trying to find his rushing total. I don't have it in front of me. But it, yeah, I, uh, I don't have this overall total for rushing. But... Yes, he's going to have the rushing numbers to go. I'm not as convinced, though, that um, the only thing I'll say, you're right that the Eagles could have things wrapped up. We know how NFL teams do. They might sit him week 18, Cody. 686. 686. They might sit him week 18, 
But it, this this notion that they like they don't have anything to play for. We know they're not going to sit Jalen Hurts for three weeks, including the bye. Like that just doesn't happen. They're not. So like they may not have anything to play for. Maybe they sit him week eighteen, maybe for a half. Maybe they run him there, less. There's a there's a bye week that they would be getting. So they're they're not going to want Jalen Hurts sitting for on his ass for three weeks before their playoff game. So I think that gets a little overblown. The notion that like oh he's not going to play for two games. I, I don't know about that. He might get pulled a half early. But it's that, just to me, Mahomes is going to beat him in. Let's just. Let's add up the way it's supposed to be. Jalen Hurts is a rushing quarterback, but that doesn't mean we get to exclude Patrick Mahomes' rushing yardage. Patrick Mahomes is going to beat him by five or 600 yards, probably at least, in total yardage. He's going to beat him in total touchdowns. He's going to beat him, you know, like... I. Well, the numbers are going to be on Mahomes' side. He's going to beat him like the, all the numbers, the, the numbers except be, for turnovers. Yeah, the numbers will be on Patrick Mahomes' side. Um, I just think... Jalen Hurts, the fresh story, all that does not help. Does not help Mahomes' case from the again. Remember who's voting on it? Fifty-three people, I think, is the exact number. And maybe the fact that it's first, second, third place voting this year instead of an outright, maybe that actually could help Mahomes. That if it's if it's what you're saying, whether you believe that there's some voters that will actually believe that uh, the the not having Tyreek thing will be something they remember. Then maybe there's a chance that if you're splitting it up where there's first and second place votes, maybe Mahomes can end up getting a few more first place votes, and the second place votes maybe actually help Mahomes propel forward. I actually think the the fact that it's not just a one or done, uh, one or you're not it kind of thing could actually help Mahomes in the ballot process, but it's just going to be interesting. I, I think it takes Jalen Hurts having a, pa- a bad performance. Jalen Hurts doesn't have to play amazing the rest of the way. I think Mahomes has to absolutely go out and destroy the competition to flip the narrative back on his side because it's a narrative-driven award, unfortunately. I mean, it's just, I understand, like, I'm just trying to decide other than the they're the best team in the NFL this year. What is Jalen Hurts' narrative? That he's taking a big leap forward? Yes. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. That's, 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 like that's, it's the, but he's, you know, people are going to say, look what he was, look what he is now. That, look where the, because they're, even though they, we know they added AJ Brown, which I am agreeing with you is, is huge. They'll look at the quarterback and they'll say, look at the leap they went and who, and Jalen Hurts is also playing so much better. So therefore, he's the most valuable for the Eagles. He's the most valuable player on the best team in the NFL record wise. And that's that's going to usually put you right there, and that's why he's the favorite today. I mean, I understand why the markets reflect that. I just still think one guy is going to win the award, and it's Mahomes. I understand that I'm banking on a lot of things that I already assume are going to happen are going to happen, but it's I don't think Philly's going to get through the season 16-1. I'll say this. If they do win out, almost nothing Mahomes does. Exactly. Even if he puts up those crazy exactly. statistical things that you were just saying, like even if he has a five-touchdown game and a four-touchdown game and two of the next four, even if he does that, if the Eagles finish 16-1, and one, you almost can't take it away. Like Mahomes could have not even thrown the picks in the last game and maybe not taken the award away. It's really hard to take the MVP away from a team who only loses a single regular season game. That's almost always going to be the quarterback of that team that does it. Although I would, I, of course, am, you know, we understand how bias works and that we're in Kansas City. I would make an argument that 14-3 and three is far more impressive in the AFC than 16-1 is in the NFC, full of yeah. teams who stink. But I understand that the MVP is not necessarily going to be looked at that way or voted on that way. Yeah, toughest division in football will help, I think, Jalen Hurts' cause as well. All right, we'll get to uh, the trash of the day coming up in, in just a couple of minutes, but... Back with the Chiefs in particular, we, we spent a great deal of the show yesterday talking about this defense and the struggles there, and I, I've seen the conversation already happening. I can almost guarantee it will be a postseason conversation if the Chiefs don't win the Super Bowl, and that is about whether or not they've got the right man in charge on the defensive side of things, and that is Steve Spagnuolo. Um, let me first say um, he's going to be the defensive coordinator next year. I feel very confident. 100%? I feel 100% Wheel spin confident? Yeah. yeah. He'll Go be the defensive coordinator uh, next season. Um we, even on this show, had a conversation before the season about the rookies. And this is before we even knew six different guys. Yeah, this would was be ro- ro- <laughs> we didn't just how many rookies. We're like, Man, this is almost like fair or not from an organizational perspective in their mind. Like he's dealing with what he's dealing with in terms of the youth on this roster and that there's certain expectations and they got off to a much quicker start than we all thought they were defensively. And that this is, I don't want to say like a full on free pass, but it was going to be very tough to, uh, to put all the blame on Spags considering the personnel that he's working with this year. I know fans disagree with that and that's fine. I'm just telling you again, he will be the defense coordinator next season, but it's a fair conversation to have among fans. We can, we can do that exercise. We're going to do it right now, I guess. And we can do it in the off season and 
that's that's fine. I'm not saying it's not valid, not warranted. Um, but he will, yes, I will put wheel spin, whatever you guys want. Uh, he'll be the defensive coordinator for this football team next year. I think he'll be the defensive coordinator as well. But I also think that not just fans, fans will already have that conversation. Fans have that conversation after like two minutes. It's a warranted and fair conversation to ask if Brett or to ask if Steve Spagnolo deserves to continue to be the defensive coordinator of this team because of one simple fact that we've just run into in the other team in this city. The reason why it's not a bigger conversation is because he won a Super Bowl. He's getting the old championship shine on him. Gold, that's what's happening. Had he not won a championship, all of our opinion about Spags would be even worse. I know, because I put out the stats of like where the defensive ranked between Sutton and Spags. And Sutton's were 7th, 2nd, 1st, 6th, 15th, and in his final year, 24th. Spags has been 10th, 10th, 17th, and 15th. He's been largely average. Sutton had some top-end defenses, was miserable the final two years as the defensive coordinator, and there's a massive difference between those two stats. Bob Sutton had way more talent at his disposal than Spags. I know that. The stats still do kind of speak for themselves. If eventually it became a conversation with Bob Sutton and whether or not he was still the right guy going forward at defensive coordinator, then I don't think it's wild to say that the conversation, there's also just like part of this thing with the NFL where there's only a certain amount of time you can do those jobs and be effective as that voice. I really do firmly believe that. I think it happened in Philly. He tried to hang on to Johnson for 20 years. Someone can't be your defensive coordinator for 20 years, right? It just doesn't, to me, it doesn't fully work that way. And I think that having that conversation this offseason would be very fair. Now, I'll promise you right now, if you try to ask Andy about this, Try to bring this up in a year press conference, win or lose. Now, if they win the Super Bowl, how? <laughs> well, then, you, then just, the conversation doesn't even happen um, at that point. Because he's not the, it's not a big enough problem to prevent them from winning two Super Bowls in the time Spag's been the defensive coordinator over what, five years? I'll, I'll just, I, again, the reason why I'm also confident that he'll be back next season. I mean, you, you laid it out. You mentioned Bob Sutton, and that's, of course, the only thing we can really compare it to at this point in time. With it's the this. only other coordinator right. under Andy Reid, um, defensive coordinator. But if we do remember, doesn't hold, doesn't doesn't keep you employed forever. But how long did it take for them to make a decision on Bob Sutton? And also, what did Bob Sutton not do? Win what a championship. He never won a championship. Oh, you know, Bob Sutton also didn't so, have Patrick Mahomes on the other side of the ball. Him. So we yeah, should but, like as much as Bob Sutton definitely had more talent on defense. Yeah. Uh, the reason why he won a Super Bowl is not because he was bad at coaching defense all the time. The reason he won a Super Bowl is because their quarterback during that run was Alex Smith. So now Spags just gets no credit for ever doing anything. No, that, we're going to play I'm this not, game though. No, too, I'm though? not like, saying that. I'm just saying like you can't just be like you know one guy won a championship well, and the other guy when, didn't. When you're bringing, when you're making comparisons and you're saying like Bob, Bob Sutton eventually got I forced out of Bob Before, Sutton eventually got eventually got forced did. out of town. I'm telling you like the leash is going to be quite a bit longer on Steve Spagnuolo. He was a Super Bowl champion defensive yes, coordinator for this organization. But I would and I, he's got six rookies rotating in. Sure, that, there's a little bit of difference here. But all I'm saying that part means way more to me. Championships matter. I'm not saying they don't matter. The defense played its best in their Super Bowl run. It helped them win a Super Bowl. I'm not even saying they should get rid of Spags. I'm saying they deserve to have a conversation about it. But, man, we just ran into this. Like, we ran into this with Dayton. It's, you know, be very careful of just giving someone the longest leash ever because they won a Super Bowl yeah. with you once or I won just, a championship yeah. with you I'll once. I'll agree to disagree on the comparison. One was the general manager for the organization and brought a championship to town. One's a defensive coordinator. Well, then he the matters same. even it's less. Not, fine. Then it's even easier to fine, let him go. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but I just then it should be even easier to not give him a leash. Yeah, I mean, the comparison just doesn't even doesn't even fit to me. Like, what we're talking about, like, it's not the same as the, or, the ownership sticking with Dayton Moore for, in your opinion, multiple years too long. Like, it's not the same thing. It's not that. It's just asking him to make adjustments rather than allow them to do the same thing. I'm not saying Spags is completely immune from criticism. Again, that's if we go back to how this entire conversation started, sure. that was not it. I'm just telling you, like, I've, I guess 100 he will be back next year's defensive coordinator. I think he will be, be too. Sore, sorely I, disappointed if you think that, that he's going to be fired and let go. And I, also, I, I do think if we're going to talk about defense and the issues, then let's have a Brett Veach defensive conversation sure. about how the roster has been put together. This is kind of why I like this conversation, because you might think based on this that I think that they should get rid of Spags, and I don't. I actually think Spags deserves to be the defensive coordinator this year and should be back next year. Because I do still think that conversation we had at the beginning part of the year yeah. applies to this conversation. What was Spags given to succeed this year? The only thing he was given is the all-pro 
the all-pro Chris Jones. He was giving an aging bad contract in Frank Clark. He was giving a third-round middling defensive pass rusher in Mike Dana. He's given a rookie pass rusher in Karloff, who's a first-rounder. Expectations, fine, but we talked about the numbers of what you're going to be able to get out of rookie pass rushers and what the theoretical limit of those numbers can be. And he's hit those theoretical limits with what Karloftis can be. He's got three rookies in the secondary. He's got, you know, like they gave away his Pro Bowl safety and they had to bring in Justin Reed instead. So, like, he was put, in my opinion, in not a disadvantageous position, but an even more difficult position than he was put in last year. And the defense is worse, technically, in points per game yeah. than where they finished last year. They're pretty close now, right? But they... They finished in points per game better last year than they currently are ranked. But, I mean, he was given a, hey, this is your path. You have to deal with these players, and this is it. I would ride out the string again another year. Now, if there is an improvement. Right, that's basically what I was based, No, I'm agreeing. I'm <laughs> saying, like, I know that. But I don't think the conversation never said doesn't the deserve credit. Inside said their the building, not just yeah. amongst fans. I think Andy Reid has to sit down and ask himself the question of, is Spags the right fit for this defense? I mean, I wish, like, you can, dis- you can think it's just uh, – phony or all that but like I would imagine most teams every offseason go and make sure and, and evaluate whether or not they think they have the right people in place I think that's a standard conversation that happens I don't know I mean, we I had mean, a conversation yeah. we, we, we had a conversation we know they had a conversation about Eric B whether he was still the right guy to have along with the ride for the offense as well Andy Reid there was a report that you know he met with Eric B separately in the offseason to see if they could if this was still the right fit for both of them going forward I think those conversations happen all the time yeah but they don't you know with Bienemy, it did always feel like there was a little more tension. Uh, I don't feel that way with Spags. Like he doesn't seem like he's even worried about Spags. Even, I think even he more, loves even more reason why he's not going. This is why he likes Sudden. This is why he likes Spags. This is why you know he liked it in Philly. He just loves like the former head coach part of Spags of just you handle your business, I'll handle mine. I, he, I think he loves it. I think he loves that notion of it. But I, I, I still think Nick. I think you brought it up like in week five or six last year when we were talking about Spags. He has never been given the level of talent of some of the other top defenses in the NFL. And until that moment, isn't it hard to just be like, this is all Spags' fault? <laughs> like, we put some more talent around him before we decide it's this guy's problem and this guy's problem alone? Well, this is just who he is, right? He's going to find unique ways to blitz and get after the quarterback. This is what he's done his entire career. He's never been a defensive coordinator that, completely shuts down opposing offenses. What the Chiefs defense is doing this year is what you get when you sign up for Steve Spagnuolo. So I don't – it's tough for me to be too offended about the performance from the defense because this is just kind of what he's been his entire career. It's – yes, but also he's been a pretty successful defensive coordinator. By the way, if Spags – do you think just at a – we always do this conversation with other people believe. If Spags were to be fired or the Chiefs defensive coordinator – would he be a defensive coordinator for a team next year? Yes. Just like immediately, if he right? wants, If he wants to continue coaching, yep. yep. Typically they do, right? I mean, remember just a couple years ago after the Super Bowl, we were talking about whether or not Spags mm-hmm. deserved a conversation around head coaching opportunities. We're like, you know, he took a defense that was struggling and he helped them win a Super Bowl and they looked good. He has the Chiefs fourth in the NFL in sacks this year. Fourth. The only viable, consistent pass rusher they have is Chris Jones. Name one other pass rusher you think is above league average. Do they have one? Do you think they have one other pass rusher who's above league average? No, which is, again, why, to me, if you're going to be critical of Spags, and let's talk about the defensive uh, front let's office talk about strategy each. and where the money's been allocated well, that's, and whether that's been smart this, or not. Well, we've talked about this. The single, and not even that, my single biggest fear still with Brett Veach is corners, defensive ends, wide receivers. It's like, wow, those are three pretty important positions. I'm looking for some fruit. Like, I'm looking for some draft fruit here. And it looks like with Corner and McDuffie, he's really maybe found some there. And he's done a, with Corner, he's done such a good job in finding guys that can start for him later in the draft. But defensive end, it's been all whiffs. And now Karloftis looks like he can play. And at wide receiver, it's, you know, there's still a lot of question marks there, obviously. And we don't have any of the full answers on Sky Moore. But it's like you're, if you drafted better defensive ends, maybe you'd be better, but also when you're picking 32nd, it's hard to find good defensive ends. It's just such a weird – they're just constantly stuck in a weird mix of, I don't see any reason why thinking Spags being gone and somebody else would be in here would solve all your problems. Because I don't. I don't think it would. I think you answered your own question from the very beginning of the, of the conversation. 
I just wonder whether or not they'll, if Andy will entertain. I think there's, you're saying like every year. I don't think that's every year with BNME. I don't think they went in every offseason saying, hey, BNME, is this a good fit? I don't think they always have it. I wonder if that, this is this bag's year. If that makes sense. Well, I mean, I, I, I know where if the Chiefs lose in an AFC title game or divisional round game and the defense has anywhere near a performance like they've had against Cincinnati again, I, I obviously know where the criticism is going to go. It's going to go towards Spag. We, we, we saw it after a regular season game uh, sure. against the bad Broncos team. So I, I, social media and fan criticism is not the same world as Chiefs front office and, and Chiefs football decisions. So that's always what I have to separate. Like f- social media going crazy and wanting Spags fired does not actually mean that that's always the right decision. doesn't mean it's the wrong decision. Um, but that's always like the, the balance. Like we, we know what we can all already script out chiefs lose in playoff yeah. game level of blame and who's getting it. We know at the top yeah. of the list is Spags. probably going to be Spags. No, like that's just the unfortunate reality. Like he, that that's where it will end up. Doesn't mean that he's going to actually lose his job because of it. And nor, it's funny. Nor should he, by the, the way, the one thing is we definitely know when it's done, done like with Bob Sutton, we all knew it was done. Like you're like, well, yeah. that's over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel that way with Spags yet. Yeah. Coming up next, we'll get to the Chiefs' red half hour and back into this potential path, though, for the Chiefs to get to a Super Bowl and the dream scenario still that you would like to see for KC. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gant Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Alex's That Betting Show every Thursday night at 7 o'clock. Right here on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Chiefs Kingdom, this is Mitch Holtis, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold, every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Chiefs Red Half Hour brought to you by Greenway Ford. It's a new day, a new way at the all-new Greenway Ford. You can watch us on our video stream, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook. Nick and I looking at each other laughing because if you caught the video stream, Cody just lounging around. Yeah, laying put my back, feet up sometimes. <laughs> laying back, cut the... Cut the laptop on Letting his, his hair down. Yeah, man. Just go ahead. Just relax, man. Just, Sit here for just, four hours. Supposed to not get just, comfortable? Just relax, you know? Want to take my shoes off? Put no, my feet up? Don't, don't do that. Don't do that, actually. Please don't. That's super bone. No, nope, nope. Doesn't look different from the outside. Just looks different on the inside. And only different from the outside when it's uh, inflamed. I need that thing <laughs> sheathed behind as many layers as humanly possible. You guys say you take your shoes off as soon as you get home? Yeah, it's comfortable. We, no, no, we had this conversation. Yeah. And sometimes I'm a little bit slower in this conversation. You wear them to bed? How quickly? How quickly? <laughs> Could you imagine? How quickly <laughs> before you take your socks off? I 
Never um, wear socks at well, all. Wait, the it, second the shoes are off, the socks are gone too. So in the we're so- done. This time of year, I leave the socks on. It's a little, you know, it's colder out. So like in the the part, you know, I'll, I'll leave the socks on uh, until I go to bed. I can't sleep without with the socks on. I should say, but uh, in the summertime, yeah, I'll take the so- I'll walk around the apartment without socks on. But this time of the year, it's wintertime. It's a little chilly still. So I'm with Cody. You gotta let the puppies breathe. You gotta let them breathe. Yeah, I, I gotta go socks when it's wintertime though. That's what blankets are for, man. Yeah, you big blanket guy. Not a huge. I have some, but not a. I won't. It has to be where I'm like really just lounging around to go blanket on the couch. Blanket Cody? on the couch all the time. No Dude, problem. Blanket on the couch every single really? socks, night. Blanket really? constantly every night. Yeah, we got like ten so of them in a basket. Just matter. Throw, do you immediately just throw on a pair of sweats when you get home too, or what? No, because because I'll still like last night. I was watching the Monday night game. I'm on my couch, no blanket. I still had my jeans on. Yeah, see these the jeans I wear. They're kind of like stretchy. So they're somewhat, they're not like the old Levi's denim where they're very rigid and uncomfortable. Like they're, they're kind of stretchy. So sometimes I just don't think about it. Gotcha. Right? I'll be sitting on the couch for an hour. It'll be like eight o'clock. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. I thought Cody, then you, I thought you once told us that you leave your shoes on. I said, sometimes I take them. I take too long to take them off. Oh. Like I'll just forget and live my life and I'll just have them on for like an hour when I get home. And you're like, that's crazy. That's way too much time to have them on. But like, I don't know. I'm just like, some of it is I've. You know, and maybe it's this. Like some people will say that it's uh, people with like the way they like to learn or study. Like some people leave shoes on. The people who leave their shoes on sometimes convince themselves to do that as an effort to like convince themselves to do stuff. Like I'm gonna clean, huh. or I'm gonna do the dishes, or I'm what? gonna do laundry. Even when because, I'm cleaning, like, I, I don't want to be walking around with shoes on. Same. But everyone that's thinks differently. That's not how every person operates. Maybe, Maybe that's like, just how I operate. I mean, yeah. Like if you're cleaning out the garage, why yeah, are you, you probably want your some, shoes on? But like, yeah, the, why are you saying some people when you're just talking about yourself? Well, I don't know. Like, I'm sure there's other people who leave their shoes on at the house. Text line. In an effort to make it feel like they're going to do stuff. But you haven't done the research on that. Well, that's what I'm saying. I was reading something that was suggesting that. That I'm not alone, Nick. That other people are doing this. Someone says Nick's wearing jeggings. No, they're not like that. It's just like, uh, (laughs) it's denim, but they're just like a little softer. You want to come feel my pants? (laughs) Get that drop, please. Um, no. I mean, kind of, but I'm all right. No, I mean, dude, I'll try and show it for the camera. Like, Careful. Careful. This is going to be so Careful. awkward for him, for anybody. It's so awkward to watch just from here. He's trying to like, why are you rubbing your leg? You just show me. Just so you see. Just so you can see. Like how what? Quickly your hand slides off yeah, the Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hmm. Okay. Are you guys slipper guys? You know, I kind of no. feel like I want to be. Uh, nope. I want to be a house shoes guy. Yeah. I have not made that transition someday, yet. Someday, I'm going to be a house shoes guy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm working towards Cody's it. Cody's about but, six but I years away. I think Cody's about six years away from that. Nick, I think we got a couple more years. Look, well, I think I kind of want to be a house shoes guy. I'm just not, I'm you not need committed to, to you it You need yet. to with all the, the toys that I'm sure are laying around. You don't want to step on an errant Lego mm. and yeah. all of a sudden, you It know, just major, really feels like that's, major the, injury. that's the final slide into full dad aesthetic is to have a nice pair of house shoes, right? That you just, you know, that way I'm still wearing the shoes, like the same thing as we're having now. Your feet can stay warm. All of those things are appealing, but I just, I don't know, man. I, I just never, it never <laughs> stuck. Uh, never bought a good enough pair, maybe, for it to stick. I'm always, like, trying to go the cheap pair to, like, talk myself into it. So, uh, after last night's Monday night football game. <laughs> oh, the, the Chiefs' red half hour is being racked yeah. is back. I figured it's time to actually talk. Some Chiefs football Fine, if during you say the so. Chiefs red half hour. So last night uh, gave us a little bit more clarity on on where the playoff picture is for right this second. It, it bumped the Chargers out of the postseason for now with the Patriots beating the Cardinals. So right now the Patriots be the seventh seed. The Chargers fall back to the eighth seed. The Jets the ninth seed currently. And so the Chiefs are sitting as the two seed. We know they don't have the tiebreaker. Uh, over the Bills. So the Chiefs would be the two seed. They would be playing wildcard weekend hosting the New England Patriots, which if you're telling me that the Chiefs end up not getting the one seed, that's the best case scenario opponent-wise, hosting the Patriots with Mac Jones and that offense. Yeah, uh, dream scenario, that, please. And, and then really it's about, okay, after that, then Cincinnati, who's currently the five seed, they would be playing the four seed Titans, who we all think they would beat easily. Then they would go to Buffalo, and the Chiefs would... In this scenario, play the winner of the Ravens-Dolphins game. 
you certainly find a way in that regard to avoid Cincinnati or Buffalo in the first two rounds, which is, and, and you only have to play amazing. one of them potentially to go to the Super Bowl. That's what you would want. Of course, you always want the buy. You want to play two games instead of three. No doubt about that. You want that. to play all those games at um, home. But if you tell me the Chiefs are at two, that's the way it's setting up right now is, is actually not terrible versus being the two seed, the Chargers are your seven, you play them, and then you would have to go uh, to deal with the Chargers, potentially – uh, the Dolphins, and then the Bills after that. The problem is, if we had just had the same conversation after Sunday's game, then the worst-case scenario would be real. You would gone Miami, Cincinnati, and Buffalo in the, the playoff plays out the way it's supposed to scenario. I also understand that that's not typically how it works, but does anyone yeah. think that it's not going to work that way in the AFC? Three of the final, I am convinced that three of the final four teams standing will be Buffalo, Cincinnati, and Kansas City. I just still think that there is a gap between the talent that those three teams possess and every other team that will be remaining in the playoffs. Now, look, I can talk myself into, depending on the matchup, you know, Miami beating Baltimore or, you know, but the Patriots aren't going to another round. If the Jets go, they're not going. Maybe the Chargers could win a single game, so maybe I'm wrong here. But I really still think it's going to end up being those three teams in the final four. I mean, that's why the one seed's so important. Yeah. Because then you actively avoid most likely having to face both of them. Like, it doesn't completely eliminate it because it depends on where Cincinnati lands on the seed line, right? They still could be the worst seed that advances to the second round of the playoffs, and you might still have to see both. But I still think that there's a pretty good chance that if you're the one seed, at the very least, it's two games instead of three, as we all know, and everything else that kind of comes after that. In an AFC that is as loaded as it feels like it is this year, I still think that that's the methodology. There's only one nightmare scenario, and I think that that's getting, you know, Miami falling to the seven, which I don't think is going to happen, or the Chargers being in the seven, and then having to play Cincinnati and Buffalo the next two rounds, right? That's the only case in which it's a nightmare. And that only happens if you're the two seed and Cincinnati doesn't win their division. Yeah, I mean, it, that, we're assuming they or at, does least, win at, least, at least get the two seed. I mean, the nightmare is, of course, somehow that if the, you know, if the Chiefs lose another game, since he keeps winning and all of a sudden Cincinnati with the tiebreaker sneaks in and becomes the two, and you fell back to the three seed, and then you're playing the Dolphins the first round of the postseason, and then the, and then the next week you got you to gotta go and, and play uh, potentially the, the Buffalo Bills or something, right? I mean, that, that's, the, that's the worst case scenario at that point in time. I just – there's – Kansas City, because if Kansas City drops a game, Cody, and Cincinnati wins out, we know they get the tiebreaker over the Chiefs. So that's that's the worst case scenario. Cincinnati and Buffalo play each other. It just doesn't feel like the way you're describing. You don't it doesn't think Cincinnati feel... could beat the Bills? I do. I just don't think they're winning out. Like it feels like to me, the Cincinnati, like both the Bills and the Bengals being ahead of you, doesn't seem possible to me. Like it just feels like they play each other. They both have tough enough schedules that it just doesn't seem like. I'm worried well, that that's the way let's, it's going to work. Let's play it out. And so, they still have to get past their own. So, they still have to get past Baltimore, the division. Let's, let's play it out, though. So Cincinnati has four games left, like everybody else. Yeah. Uh, they The Bucks, I think, very winnable game, <laughs> the way the Bucks look. Uh, it the depends Patri- on the week. But the yeah. Patriots, probably a win. Uh, they'll be favored, certainly. The Bills, that's the big one. And then they have the Ravens. We don't just know about we don't know about Lamar Jackson by the time they play. Based him on the current injury reporting, I would Looks, think that Lamar Jackson's playing in that game. All of them are winnable, though. There's not one where you're like, oh my no. gosh, you can't you can't no. win it. They'll be favored. But when in they're all of them when they're as good as like yeah. Cincinnati's a good enough team, I wouldn't think that they could. You could have gone through their whole 17 game schedule. I'd have thought they're all winnable. But I also oh, wouldn't think uh, they were going to win them before all. the season. Yeah, but we had a conversation on this show after the first two weeks of the season, and everybody was freaking out about Cincinnati. So it wasn't. Let's not act like Cincinnati's been rolling all season long. It's just now we're back on board because of the last five weeks. They, there was a stretch after Cincinnati uh, lost to the Steelers week one, the Cowboys week two, uh, where people and then the Ravens a few weeks later, where everybody was questioning the the, the Cincinnati Bengals a little bit. I mean, that was a real thing. Let's, let's sure, but I that. never thought I never thought this game is unwinnable for Cincinnati. You know the way you're describing. You know, like I don't think they're beating Buffalo, or I don't think they're beating all four of these teams. Is really what's more importantly. I think they could, can and maybe will beat Buffalo. So you don't think there's a scenario, and I think the Chiefs are going to win out as well. But let's say Cincinnati wins out, gets to thirteen and four. They have the tiebreaker over the Chiefs. The Chiefs drop one. Let's just say it's to Seattle. They finish thirteen and four. That's that's exactly how it plays out to where the Chiefs would lose the two seed. It is. And I, I, now, I don't know if head-to-head matters for the playoff seeding outside of that because that in that scenario, Buffalo's now down at 13-4 with you two, and then they also have to win the remainder three games in order to do this. 
There is, I understand that like what you're describing is technically possible. I don't think it's that unrealistic. That, to me, it seems. <laughs> it's requiring the Chiefs to lose, like a one, well, Chiefs lose a game and the Bengals don't. <laughs> And the Bills only lose against Cincinnati. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's crazy Uh, at all. It feels like a stretch to me. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it feels like a stretch. Like I, I'm not, I'm not counting on it being the thing that occurs at this point. It feels like oh, it's not. There, no, I'm it's saying not I, the most likely no, scenario. To me, I think there are five or six other playoff scenarios that are more likely than that one to happen to Kansas City. So yeah, that would be the maybe the worst case scenario. But right now, the whole thing is to just actively avoid having to play three good teams in a row. That's all you have to avoid. Make sure whoever just keep rooting for uh, the Patriots to win. Get it or the Jets. Just get whoever's the bad team. Get them in as the seven seed. So at the very least, if you're the two, it's not a mess because the three six mark might be the toughest match in the entire postseason for anybody because that mean, is likely to be yeah. Baltimore Miami Chiefs Miami as you previously pointed out, uh, Cincinnati Miami. That is the line you actively want to avoid. Being the four five is great. You'd love to full, you know. Being the worst division winner for the Chiefs, right? They lose two games gold, and we go all the way down the pipeline, and well, they lose. That's not great. Then, oh, they'd have to lose three they'd or well, four. They'd have not, to lose so many. Not, Tennessee, not they only, can't even become the not four. only is that not great, but also then I mean, it would guarantee you pretty barring it up, it would guarantee you almost having to go to Buffalo in the divisional round as the four. Like, there's a decent sure. chance. Also, like, it's impossible because Tennessee's going to be the worst AFC division winner, and it's not particular. They've lost, lost three in a row. Yeah. What's their best case scenario? They get to ten wins. I know they technically get to more than that, but that feels like best case scenario at this point. Get, I think if they got to nine, they'd still win the division. The Jags have the still have some similar opponents left. They both have the, the Cowboys. We'll talk more about that, I'm sure, later uh, as the week goes on. We got all 32. Might get into do. some AFC South. Something tells me that that might come up, yeah. Now it's just awkward. I thought maybe you were going to say something else there. I think it might come up. It wasn't awkward until you said it was awkward. What's the amount of time <laughs> silence becomes awkward for you? No, there is no amount of time. Silence is normal. Not every single space needs to be filled with sound. So you guys both live alone or at home a lot by yourselves. How often would you say when you're home by yourselves, you say words out loud to yourself? Never. Yeah. Unless okay. I'm so, singing. Unless I'm singing. So the only a, time that happens is like if I'm playing somebody randomly online in Madden, I might say something out loud, like as the game's going on. Like I, I very much enjoyed playing online against somebody. So, so I didn't. I don't have a microphone or headset. I don't do that. But someone else, even though I didn't have mine on, this other guy I was playing did, and so I could hear his voice coming through the TV. And that's kind of how it's set up. And this guy was talking so much trash, so much trash. And so and I, I was down 18 and I came back and won. And so you're damn right. I was talking to myself out loud. I was coming back on this guy that wouldn't shut up the whole time. So like Emma was feeling a little under the weather. We put the kids to bed a little bit late. So she was in bed at like nine last night, super early. And I was up to like two in the morning. So I was by myself from like nine to two in the morning. I would venture a guess that I never went more than like six minutes without talking. Let me to ask you something. Does Tops. your because you have kids, so I'm sure you you're used to having a, a loud house. So when the kids are asleep at night, and please don't take this the wrong way, mm-hmm. but oh does Emma? <laughs> how <laughs> often does your wife tell you to stop talking? Uh, never, but she probably should. She's never like you're being annoying right now. No, no, she's not that kind of person. She wouldn't say that. She thinks it, I'm sure. You're her husband, though. You're the one person she gets to say that to without any retribution. But she's just not, she won't. She would never say that to me. She's too kind. Yes. Even to her husband. I imagine she thinks it. Because, Alex, can you imagine being married to Cody? What the hell is that supposed to mean? Not the, that I do take offense not the sec- to. Not the sexual part, but like the not the intimate part. There's like the, the being around him that often at night when you're like trying to wind down for the night. I feel I like argue. you're going to sit there and like start talking about Noah Gray at 1.30 in the morning. No, it's like, hey, man, I'm not interested in this conversation. This is right like now. the group stuff. I very rarely bring up sports related conversations in that scenario. I do bring up nonsense or things that don't matter. The only times my wife tells me to stop talking is when. I, it becomes, like, bleak. Like, if I'm starting to be like, hey, do you ever imagine what it would be like to be, like, a fiery car crash? And, like, then... She's no longer... What's interested. wrong with you? You'll, wait, you'll, you'll I'm not good be, at my own thoughts, man. Wait, I so need it'll be, sound. It'll be a nice... Things. It'll be a nice Wednesday night, wintertime, <laughs> fireplace is going, kids are asleep, you and your wife are sitting there watching TV, mm-hmm, commercial mm-hmm. break, uh, let's assume you're watching live TV, and you'll just be like, honey... You ever think about what it would be like to be in a fiery crash? You just randomly? Wouldn't that suck? You're all snuggled up, and you're just asking her about dying? 
I that's mean, really depressing. Not man. all the time. Sometimes it comes up. Sounds like it's come up multiple times. She really doesn't like when I get morbid about any of the, ra- the, the random type questions I would ask at the house. Wow. I didn't prefer those. I don't think she and you to. still haven't learned after how many years have you I been with her? I think it's just like, um, as you probably learned from how I operate on this show, uh, there's times sometimes I ask something without uh, then thinking that I had already said or asked uh, in that particular way and that it might upset. So, again, I, I talk to myself a lot. So, like, I was <laughs> wrapping Christmas presents. I had, like, a show on. Like, I still fill my life with sound the entire time. Like, it was just me. And I had, like, a show playing, and I was talking to myself a little bit, and I was wrapping some stuff. And then I was like listing off it to myself, like some of the things I wanted to make sure I got done the next day. Like, and I say them out loud. I don't just think them or write them down. I say them. Do you, when you read something, do you read it out loud? No. Like a book? Yeah. No, I just, I read that in my head. Okay. Okay. That would be interesting. Huh. It's like, I don't know. If, I think sometimes you need to suppress some of the thoughts that you have. <laughs> And suppress some of the words that you want to speak. Well, maybe, but this would probably be... Don't you think your words would carry more weight if you didn't have as many of them? Well, first, on this show, that's not how this works. Like, Jimi Hendrix made music for four years, yet it still carries on. Well, I he, think didn't they, need, he didn't need to have 20 albums to make an impact in this world. Four of them. This would probably be something to better digest with, like, a therapist or something. Yeah, I actually probably. think they do say, though, though, I think... No, I don't. I actually probably do, should, but I don't. I do think they... They, have, they, they do say, though, like, that talking to yourself is actually healthy. It's like, it's good for your mind. Like, it's good for you, talking to yourself. Even like, if you me, talk to other people to regularly? Me, to me, it seems yeah, borderline guess. psychotic, Nick, that you're just sitting. Like, I can't even fathom that you're at home for two hours and you've never spoken a word. But that's not It's that's just like, oh, my case. God, what's wrong with you? you know this is not the case. You know I don't just go home and then not see anybody the entire night. Like, I'll go home and we'll do a podcast or I'll talk to my girlfriend or, you know, I'm, I'm, or I'll you, go to the grocery store. I'm not just sitting just in my living room silence. for seven hours with dead silence. But you can spend two consecutive hours at your house Never speaking a word to yourself yes, is like it's two Co- hours. Can't, dude. can't do it. Can't Cody, do it. Like Impossible. Cody, like last Impossible. night. Last night, I'm watching the second half of the Monday Night Football game. I'm watching it. I'm texting with some people. I'm watching the game. I'm on my laptop. Whatever. I'm not actually talking though. There are but more there's... forms of communication than speaking. <laughs> I understand that, but I need both. I need all the. Forms. I feel like you're overstimulated. Like it's too. You require too much. That's, again, probably accurate. Not here to debate the other side of that. <laughs> Clearly, that's the case. Yeah, I'm going to look at a therapist huh. when we get off this show. That's for sure. All right. Uh, 913-586-7610. If you know a good therapist in the North Kansas City area. We could just, like, teledoc it, can't we? Just do it online. They don't have to be in the North Kansas City area. They might want to meet you once. Yeah, maybe. Really dive into the stuff I'm getting into here. Yeah. Okay, I don't know how you do it. I just I'd go crazy. Which Chiefs player do you think just doesn't shut up? Well, I mean, it was Tyreek before. <laughs> before he well, was gone, it was Tyreek, right? Um, now, yeah. Like, who do you think is in that locker room? Like this guy never shuts the hell up. Oh man, it's the Chiefs red half hour. This is for those that are complaining. This counts Chiefs for those that are complaining. This is my way yeah, of tying it back um, to the Chiefs. Yeah. Who is the Chiefs player currently who doesn't shut up? Normally, you would lean wide receivers, but. Right now, they don't have bunch, they don't yeah. have a they don't have a real talkative wide receiver bunch. It doesn't feel. Oh, McCall actually might McCall's be, pretty strong. McCall might be an answer. He's definitely not. on the list. Yeah, you know, because they have like Nick Bolton's kind of quiet. Sneed is kind of quiet. Like they have so many players where you're like, oh, he's you know he's George like, Karloftis is like the most quiet guy ever. He was mic'd up. The Chiefs released the mic'd up video of him last week. He said like two words the whole game. Like Trey <laughs> Smith and it was like, and it was feels like, like yeah, he talks quite a let's bit. Let's go. Well, we've heard maybe from, Trey Smith. We've heard from Creed that Trey Smith is like one of the funnier guys on the team. Yeah, so maybe guy. him feels like he'd be the the. I mean, Kelsey's probably on the list, but I can see Kelsey just kind of enjoying the downtime to himself occasionally. So this is Frank Clark. See, I just think Frank Clark would be entertaining the whole time. Yeah. I just think Anytime Frank. Frank Clark talks, I'm interested. So if he's the guy, then I would love it if I were a teammate. Hey, mm-hmm. Alex, yeah. I, the text line brings up a good point. Yeah. You have a dog. I'm assuming yeah. you talk to your dog a lot. A lot? I don't know about a lot. but I mean, I, I know you're not I, holding conversations. <laughs> but. Yeah, she doesn't respond back. It's kind of weird. I don't know. Uh, have I talked to my dog? Yeah, 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 But it's more like I'm watching the football game and she'll like all of a sudden sit up and stare at me. I'm like, do you need to go outside? 
I guess, and go to the bathroom. And that's if that counts, sure. And then she'll she won't respond back. Yes, believe it or not. Really? She yeah, she doesn't say that. <laughs> she's she like, just, can we wait a little while? She just, starts, she just start. You don't just like pretend the dog like, saying stuff. Go Everybody outside? does we that. Go outside? Like outside? And she'll start wagging her tail and then run towards the door. <laughs> and then we go outside. And we, that's it. So yeah, I that guess. was classic dog call stuff. Yeah. You outside. gotta go like up outside. You do. You do. You kind of yeah. The dog expects that. You know. Gets him excited. Yeah. Okay. I don't, not sitting there. I don't talk out. My, I don't run the show rundown by my dog. I don't this say, you is think the it's most. A good, you think this is the dumbest conversation? Should we reset at eleven thirty? Yeah. Do you think we should? What should we ask Vinny Pasquantino tomorrow? That'd be weird. I guess this <laughs> is dog. Ask my kids that. You ask your kids what we I should said do I don't, on the show. I said I don't ask my I kids. You that. said you did. All right. Coming up. They wouldn't be much help. I don't think. We'll get to. We'll get to what's trending, and we just mentioned Tyree Kill's name. Well, that's because he was talking once again, this time to Shannon Sharp, something he had to say about what occurred during the midpoint of last season. This is Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gann Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gann Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Royals first baseman slash NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino. This football season with Cody and Gold. My Twitter is about to unload <laughs> of football tweets. <laughs> First Jets game that I have free on Sunday. It's, it's go time. 610 Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 